0: Hello and welcome to Lunch Pale Daily, which will definitely probably change the name of this podcast because committing to doing these daily has been a little bit of a a struggle, some different priorities recently. Um, These past couple of days, I actually spent some time at render atl which is a react conference all about inclusion you might be like well lola lunch pill labs is really into no code why are you talking about react which is so totally code um but really love the intersections of both like code and no code and i think the no code industry at large the i guess if you want to call it an industry um has a lot to learn from traditional practices um and so I wanted to quickly go over some of the big things that uh, I saw in terms of topics. First off, I'm so, so excited to, for, I know there are a couple of no-code conferences, but I can't wait for conferences kind of more based on these tools uh, become more popular, and for something like Render ATL to exist uh, within like the no-code uh, communities. Um, I thought something that was especially interesting about render is just that fusion of culture and interests and code. So uh based conference is based in Atlanta, they really tried to infuse the trap culture. Um, and, uh, just had some really interesting spotlights with people building personal trainers to people using JavaScript to create beats. It felt very reminiscent of things that I see like in the no code community, because, um, you don't necessarily have to like be a no code specialist to really benefit from the tools and you can leverage technology to kind of pursue your interests. So those were some really cool spotlight talks there. Um, I think there's also quite a bit of chatter about development opportunities, um, or opportunities in developing economies, how, especially in Atlanta's ecosystem, a lot of people have ideas, but may not have like the technical talent to be able to execute on those ideas. So I can't wait for no code to come more into those conversations, because I think for folks who want to start building, um, for some reason, I, I we like during the conference we didn't really talk a lot about no code. Obviously, wasn't a really big topic. Though the CEO, the founder of Draftbit, which is I guess a more of a low code platform where you can build visually and then it generates react was there kind of talking about the future of coding but it was still very much a like future of coding and how developers can use these tools um but yeah especially for some of the startups um or yeah kind of like economic development type talks it was very interesting not to see a nod there And I wonder if, like, the sort of side note, the no-code community at large can, like, what, I guess what, what needs to be done there to kind of present that these are more of an option and possibility for building software and tech, like, technical talent does not have to be the bottleneck to getting sort of like the base level of an idea started so that was interesting in terms of things that I think the no-code community can take from some of the talks and some of the uh, practices that were covered during the engineering um, talk I think the one of the big ones is accessibility if you follow me on Twitter at Ojabawalola, you can kind of see some of the places around, some of the yeah threads um, I, I put together around talks and sort of takeaways from the conference. But I think accessibility is a big one. Um, I learned so much in the like accessibility talk. I think as like no co- people who maybe primarily know code or uh, primarily use visual development tools. I think a lot of that thinking or even ability to impact is really handled by the tool so some things we talked about were like your buttons should be buttons and not divs or spans or some other type things like how that impacts screen readers with a lot of no code tools like you don't even have the opportunity to create a button that's not a button um so I think that those are some really cool benefits of being in no code um but, and some of the cons, there, you, there is a very large limit to what you can actually impact. So, for one thing that we briefly touched on is the standard called ARIA. It is an accessibility standard for the web. For those who maybe primarily um, use, like, Bubble Or some of these other tools. I don't even think you have the ability to add like area inputs. Which are basically or even things that might be hidden from a visual perspective. But are accessible to kind of accessibility tools or screen readers. So I think that's a place where things fall short. And then also uh, because no code. But I also think it's a big opportunity. You know, no code attracts all sorts of people, some people who maybe, I don't know, professionally enjoy the practice of being like a technologist um, or people who are just trying to get some job done. And so uh, I think as the tools progress, it'll be cool to see like what opinions these tools take and how these tools um, can sort of enforce, enforce standards um, and not leave it up to, to users to sort of figure out. So, accessibility that was a really, really cool one. I think the future of coding was also a really interesting talk. briefly mentioned um founder of Draftbit sort of led that one. The kind of big things he mostly talked about it was more on the like you know coding will be like assisted with technology, so like auto completes, finding bugs, um formatting those are things that code will take care of in the future uh, while still letting folks kind of retain control. And so Draftbit was kind of the example for that. Um, which I, as someone who actually started from like a no code lens and then transitioned into like getting into code, um, and using code, I definitely take for granted some of the things that the tools do on your behalf. Like, um, yeah, like small things, like I mentioned with accessibility, like you can't decide that your div is going to be a button or something. Um, so those, those are really, I thought that was like a really interesting piece. I also loved the framing that that founder had of sort of the evolution of the moment that we're in, like IDEs, like first it was a text editor. Now you've got sort of cloud-based programming happening and, um, which will in itself unlock a lot of access because you won't have, you won't need, you'll only need an internet connection. Somebody won't need to have a supercomputer to develop like super tech. So that was super cool. And then, um, another kind of big topic, which I feel like I've definitely covered a little bit on this podcast, but testing, testing, I think that was a really big one, um, we had Angie Jones, she was talking about visual testing, automated testing, and how, which I think is largely, um, uh, unfortunately, irrelevant to most of the no-code platforms, because you don't even have the opportunity to automate testing, um, they don't integrate with automated testing for the most part, but it was kind of a, a good reminder, um, on the importance there because I don't know in, in like no code spaces I think testing practices are kind of all over the place and they're not always consistent so um she did mention some I think it's called applet tools they have some visual testing tools so I'm going to definitely check those out I'll be excited to check those out and then generally it was just like so interesting so interesting uh Um, being there, really cool, getting to talk to different people, different backgrounds. Um, I think there's a heavier, probably, like, corporate focus, if I compare kind of, like, no-code circles, maybe, to, like, my limited experience with, I guess, this more, like, developer-first conference. I feel like no-coders tend to be on the more, like, maker side. Obviously, because if you are getting into no-code, your main motivation can't be, oh, I want to work uh for a company doing no code because that like just opportunities aren't that mature yet like being a developer where yes you can definitely like decide that you want this to be your career but overall really cool conference it was great to kind of get jump out of my more no code focused bubble and um see how kind of kind of things run and how what perspectives folks come with uh from more like developer and engineering i guess first traditional code no code like no knowledge code more code so that was that was very very interesting another piece too because this specifically focused on react even going to some of the like react technology talks about like why should people use react i was very very interested to hear that a lot of um the focus and emphasis was how react actually saves you so many lines of code um so even i think for like more pro code that 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 idea i guess of um yeah decreasing decreasing lines of code um as a benefit i think also squarely sort of meshes and merges with no code so cool kind of break uh from the day to day getting back into the grind of Ledgepale Labs uh supporting a couple launches i feel like i'm always in the middle of a, a couple launches um and also really yeah hopefully we'll get to devote some devote some time devote some time two other things, which if you listen to some previous episodes, I think I've definitely been a little bit hard on myself of like, oh, I've totally fallen off the wagon of daily habits. I'm just in this day-to-day grind. I think, you know, vulnerability moment. I do have this like internal feeling of, am I being, you know, ambitious enough with what I'm trying to do with lunch pail? Does that matter? Um you know, it's a measly service-based business, even if it is doing, like, you know, close to whatever a month or 30 a month, but, um, there is, there is those pieces that I, I feel like, oh, I'm not actually, like, pushing anything interesting, so. But have been rereading some Austin Kleon Keep Going, and just that, that um, framing I think it's been helpful for me to hold on to that framing is that it's just you know about the journey find the journey that you enjoy and just be on it I, I think I've kind of started to divorce myself more from like a particular outcome or destination and just you know this is my life like what what do I do to make these moments each step of this journey each day, choosing to work on Lunchpail Labs, choosing this path professionally that I'm on, as like meaningful and enjoyable as possible, and kind of optimizing for that that inch instead of for the mile. So a little bit of a different, I guess, framing for me. But that is mostly it. Um, we'll make no promises about when next we'll share the lunch pail updates. But Render ATL it's also coming back in 2022 so definitely check that out and uh buy a ticket um so that's it